All right, we're good to go. We're ready to start. We're going to talk some baseball. Uh, say what's up to the people, Phil. What up, peeps? All right. So where do you want to start? Because the playoffs have started. Well, technically the wild yeah. card has started, and we got the Yankees and Red Sox going on. Right now it's 3 nothing Boston. Uh, I, guess, yeah. I guess how did you feel about the teams making it into the playoffs? Uh, I mean, I feel like Toronto was the team that kind of got um, shafted. Not necessarily. I mean, they were just basically unlucky. I mean, it's kind of startling if you look at their run differential. I think they're like, I actually looked it up like a couple of days ago. The run differential is 141 runs better than the Yankees. That's just, that's insane. And like, part of the thing is, yes, I can buy that the Yankees are better than the run differential just because like their pen is obviously so good. Mm-hmm. And so you can see them winning a bunch of those close games, but it doesn't like, it doesn't make up that kind of difference. So there has to be like a huge luck factor, I think. For the Blue Jays not to make it and kind of sucks, honestly. They're probably, for me at least, one of the most fun teams just because of their young talent. You have um, obviously Vlad had a huge year, even Tesker. Um, Bo had a really big year, as expected. Even some of their like role players I like, like Alejandro Kirk, he, he can really hit. So, I mean, that, that was that's the one team that I really wanted to see get in. Mm-hmm. Um, probably in the AL, but they didn't. Um, the Mariners, like, I wanted to see them in just for the fans, even if, like, objectively speaking, their roster isn't even, it's probably not even a top eight roster in the AL. Like, there's so much fortune that they've had in their side, but it's still, it was still a fun team. And then you watched, like, the, um, like down the stretch, the crowd was just absolutely insane. All the noise they were making for the Mariners out that was sick, but yeah, yeah, it was a really good, I think, for the Mariners at least. It was a really good story, and they had a bunch of young, fun players like uh, Jared Kelnick, um, come up and and he stunk this year, but those last couple of weeks he, he played, he, he was, yeah, he was really good in September. He was really bad before them, like really, really bad. Yeah, and then uh, he, Logan Gilbert was pre- was pretty good. It felt like too. Yeah, and then yeah. he also had like some vets play well, like Mitch Hannigan in the at the end was playing well. Yeah, and I feel like JP Crawford had a good year, and they also had some like surprise seasons, like Chris Flexen came back from Korea and pitched really well. Yeah, um, they had a relief pitcher come I, up. Go ahead. Ty France had a big year too for them. Yeah, they had like a bunch of just guys. It's weird because it's like, I think with Depoto at the helm, Seattle got this like, this vibe of a team that's not really trying. But in reality, like, he kind of built a, a nice little team, even though they didn't really make the playoffs. Um, I do think that, you know, it's funny to think that Seattle, looking back, you know, people were criticizing him for trading Kendall Graveman to Houston, and that was a weird move. You know, maybe that probably propels mm-hmm. them in, or it, it's just tough to say. You know, but I just think Seattle was a fun story. Um, yeah. What about the National League? We both have National League teams that uh <laughs> that, that, that didn't make it, but like yeah. outside of our teams, what did you? You know, how do you feel about the National League side? Uh, I was really surprised at like. 
I mean, I thought after the Kuna injury, the Braves were just done. Like they they weren't even playing well when they were all healthy. Mm-hmm. And so, and then uh, Alex, I don't even know how to say his last name. Um, he kind of like made some small on the fringes moves, and those moves blew up. Like Adam Duvall had a good year for them. Um, who else did they pick up? I forget. They they basically remade their full outfield. Yeah, didn't they? they got Jorge, from trade Jorge Soler, Eddie Rosario, and Jack Peterson. Yeah. Then that was like the difference. And, and that was the difference, right? Like, you look at what they did. They essentially kind of used some of their small, like, back end of their farm system to get some decent pieces for this year to make the playoffs. And other teams in that division yeah. really didn't do that. Yeah. And they got some, like, Austin Riley was one of the bigger surprises in all of baseball, I felt like this year. He was really good. I'm looking up. He he hit like like I'm not surprised he hit for pretty big power. Mm-hmm. He he's always had monster off power, but he hit 303 like yeah, that, batting average whatever. But with all the swing and miss, you'd expect him not even to approach that. That was the big surprise. And I think Ozzy Albies had like a Ozzy Albies is good, yeah. but he had like a big year. Yeah, yeah. And then Charlie Morton still crazy underrated had a big year too. Had like four like. I know F four isn't the end all be all, but he had like, I think it was like a four one pitcher this year. He four point six. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's like I don't know. Like baseball is fun in a way where it's just like, if you don't look at those numbers all the time, you kind of come back and you say like, how did this guy have a amazing season, or how did this guy come like? He's one of those guys where it's just like he was good in Tampa, and then Tampa should have kept him. They didn't. He goes to Atlanta and does exactly what everyone thought he was going to do. It's just kind of funny to me how yeah. that works. And then another, I'm just going to kind of transition this, but another, like if you looked at the Fangraphs war leaderboard, mm-hmm. you'd like not expect who leads the AL and from pitchers. It's Nathan Evaldi. Like, like he has 5.6 war. No, no one else is that high. Like Cole second at 5.3. Yeah, so like, I would have never guessed. And no, yeah, and like I don't think he's quite as good as that, obviously. But he he's still like pretty underrated. Felt like he had a good year. Funny how those pitcher contracts work. It's just funny how that works. And sign a pitcher, yeah, especially and... with all the all the narratives that a pitcher's can contracts can never work out, and then and they sometimes do. I mean, you have Zach Wheeler. Um, He's a stud, and they're. I mean, I feel like honestly, like the failure rate of pitcher contracts probably isn't like significantly higher than position players. It's just we have like this um, narrative, I guess, for like five, six years that they always fail. My my theory is because they it's because they have an exact injury, right? Like if. Big, like if position players blew out because of an exact thing, there would be more of a thought of like, hey, these pitch, these player contracts are bad. Whereas pitchers, like, yeah. there's always the threat of Tommy John on the other of side, the, yeah, which is unfair. Yeah, definitely. But it's legit. Yeah, there is definitely more injury risk with pitchers, which is fair. Yeah, you know, it's like he could sign the paper, he could walk out, trip down the stairs, and 
that's it for a year, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupid, but it happens. Uh, yeah. So, like, well, so, like, I guess we got to talk about the Cardinals. Like, I was ready to take my victory laps, like, a month ago. They looked cooked. Uh, they looked maybe not cooked, cooked, but they looked like a mediocre team, like I expected them to be. And then they went on this crazy, what, 17, 18 game win streak, and they just blew everyone away for the second wild card. Like, like what the hell? Where, where'd that come from? Correct me like, if I'm wrong, but like, then Tyler O'Neill lead. You could check it if you. Tyler O'Neill had like a 5 1 season. Adam Wayne. Yeah, he. he I didn't see Adam Wainwright. Yeah, had a monster year yeah. too. Uh, yeah, Goldschmidt, Aaron Otto were good. Um, Bader actually started hitting. He's always been a really good defender. Carlson finished the year strong, and then they even had like some surprise guys like Edmund Sosa had a pretty good year, and then that new bar or whatever guy. Devil Magic aside, they're like a. <laughs> they're like a. Ideal franchise. Like, if I was creating a franchise, I would just wonder how the Cardinals do it and try to like yeah. design my raw yeah. franchise on how the Cardinals do it. Yeah, and they barely even like they got seventy eight innings out of Zach, Jack Flaherty, and like it's like what the heck from their rotation? Like n- nothing looks honestly good outside of Wainwright. Like I guess Kim's decent ish. Yeah, but outside of that. I mean, they honestly got by a lot on, like, really strong defense. Obviously, you have Arenado, you have Goldschmidt. Um, I think Edmund Sosa and Mundo Sosa is a pretty good defender. Um, Bader's obviously always been one of the better center field defenders in all baseball. So that, that's helped them a lot, too. Absolutely. But still, I mean, I look at the roster, and I still don't think it's, like, super talented. Yeah, and yet when they I go mean, play the Dodgers... <laughs> You're not gonna you're not gonna feel safe until the final out, which is it's just funny how that works. Yeah. Speaking of the Dodgers, the NL West was a show up until the last day. Uh from your event because we talk about it, us in our Facebook group chat, shout out to the chat. We talk about how the Giants are cheaters. Uh from what <laughs> from what you've seen, how did the Giants do it this year? How did they turn from like this whatever team into like a really good team? Well, I think first, like you have to, you have to say they've gotten fortunate. Like some some of these performances, yeah. Even with really good player development, you can't predict. Lamonte Wade's become a stud. Um, I think Darren Ruff has absolutely crushed lefties, which he always kind of has, but to the next level. And then you had like resurgence from Buster Posey, who looked—I wouldn't say done, but he looked like just this plain old average regular these last couple of years. Yeah. And now he's a freaking superstar again. And so like, and then their pen was like actually kind of iffy for like a couple months. They've been really good for a while too. So like they built a team that was, that had some core pieces, but that was mainly built really on like platoon bats. Like, and it's worked out. Um, their player development's obviously really good. They obviously have a strong advantage on analytics, how, however it works, but it does work for them. And, and um, those two tie together. I mean, analytics help help player development all the all the time. Like you see, the stronger 
and like seems always have except for maybe the cardinals (laughs) (laughs) seem to always have like a top player development in the league so and then i forgot to mention like he's had some injury issues but brandon bell just had an absolute incredible year when he was healthy yeah, he had like good back to back seasons. I don't, I don't know if he's underrated or not, but he's really good. And like he makes yeah. kind of like that middle of the order bat that he may not be like an elite bat, but he's been like really good for them and really consistent when he's on the field. And like Brandon Crawford, it's kind of weird how he went from. Yeah, it's kind of weird how he went from like yeah another guy that <laughs> like oh this is a really good glove for a shortstop who can get timely hits to like. Oh no, he's hitting really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has 139 way to runs created plus. Um, his career high headed into this year was 113 and all the way back in 2015. It's crazy. Yeah. And then they absolutely hit the they hit on the Kevin Gosman signing and yeah. QO'd him, brought him back, and he pitched well again up until his last month or so. I feel like his last. I was yeah. reading something about like his last ten starts weren't that great, and then you get Alex Wood, who I always thought was okay when he was with the Dodgers. He kind of gets. He's just always hurt. Yeah, you get. Uh, and then the one guy who really took a uh, monster step that no one saw coming, Logan Webb. Yeah, it's an absolutely incredible year. The weird thing is, like four, like. I think four of those guys, Anthony Descalafini is the other guy I was thinking of. Yeah. I think yeah. Like, all of them are free agents next year, but like they really did like outside of web, but I think they did a good job with yeah. the pitching. So, you know, yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about our teams right now. I want to save that. Yeah. Let's not for the off season, but we didn't get any questions. So let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the American league. Who do you think is coming out of the American League? Right now, I mean, I, I do think the Astros should be the favorite. Like, I think if I think it's Astros, I don't know. White, White Sox are raised. Because, like, my thing headed into the playoffs would have kind of been with the White Sox. The rotation is clearly a lot better than the Rays and still is. The only thing is, it doesn't seem like Rodon's like completely healthy. Yeah, his velo was massively down last start, and they basically said that it sounds like he's gonna make only one ALDS start, and they aren't even sure. Like, there, there's like maybe a chance that he doesn't even make that one. So it feels like he's not. He's definitely not one hundred percent right now, and so so that's kind of my worry. Um, so I guess, I mean. I'd lean Astros and Rays, then White Sox, and then whoever wins this game. I know a lot, even if the Yankees were to win this game, I'd have them fourth. I know a lot of people um, kind of have a lot higher uh, thoughts on the Yankees, mm-hmm. but their offense is just like versus righties. It's just not very con- conducive. Um, you have a lot of guys that are decent-ish, and then the big thing for them, of course, is like Glaber didn't took a huge step back. Some some were even like talking about him in the offseason as like maybe a sleeper MVP pick. And he's not even been good at all this year. Yeah. I think with I agree with the Astros. I go White Sox over Rays. I don't know. I just like the White Sox bullpen. 
a little bit better. I feel like they have better impact back of the road, back of the pen guys, like Liam Hendricks. I know Hendricks has been a little bit more homer prone than you like, but I feel like him, Kimbrell, they have like a couple, like like Bummer, uh, Ryan Tapera. Like they have like a couple guys that I kind of like, you know, in the event of Chicago having a starter breakdown. Um, yeah, that's fair. Tampa's um, Tampa's cool. I mean, they have some experience. They could they can certainly, you know, take care of things. But I don't I don't like either the Red Sox or Yankees. So like they're probably going to be last for me. Whichever one makes it. Uh huh. So yeah. So so the Rays have really good pen. I feel like, but also it's kind of different when you're starters. You can't even count on them going more than like four or five ish innings. McClanahan's pretty good, but some of his batted ball data isn't very good. Mm-hmm. I kind of worry about him, especially like versus versus the Red Sox. Even like, I don't think that would be a good matchup for him. I think they could kind of they could kind of touch him up a bit. Um, Baca's whatever. Yeah, they, they don't really have any real like starters you can count on. Like, I I mean. You have to, and they're going to throw Shane Bowes out there just because they really don't have that many options. But I still don't feel that confident, in like a rookie who just came up, you know? Yeah, I like him, but he's probably not ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The only thing with the Astros kind of is, like, who's that fourth starter for them? Because Granky just. He just collapsed down the stretch, I think. Um, he was really bad. Um, and then Odorizzi had a pretty bad year, too. So, like, at the front, you have... Um, Jesus. Luis Garcia. Um, uh, Framber. And, I don't know, maybe your Kitty. Last McCullers. Which is easy. Oh, yeah, McCullers. I knew I was forgetting some of McCullers. Um, but then who who do you have out? Like, who are you gonna? I guess they're gonna throw your Kitty probably in fourth game. I guess that would be okay. Yeah, and then they've talked about like moving Granky maybe to the pen, which is kind of weird because you never see like guys throwing as soft as he does out of the pen. But yeah, it would be better than him starting probably. Yeah, it'd be a nice little change up there. Um, ultimately, so I guess we agree on the Astros. What do you think about the National League? Because I'm kind of interested on where you see that breaking down. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. Like, the Giants really finished the year strong, but there's also some pretty serious, I feel like, starting pitching questions outside of Webb. Just because how Gossman finished and how much do you really trust someone like Alex Wood against um, the Dodgers? Yeah. But at the same time, their offense just, I don't know. I feel like it's it's so versatile just because they have so many weapons against both sides. Like they, they, ha- they can put out a good lineup against Walker Buehler. They can put out a really good lineup against, uh, against Urias. Um, so. I guess I'd lean Giants 
right now, but I don't feel great about it. Do- Dodgers are obviously banged up. Uh, Muncie's, no matter what they say, Muncie's going to be out for the NLDS for sure. Uh, Kershaw's, Kershaw's out for the yeah. yeah, out for the year. Do do the Brewers have enough hitting to make it to the World Series? I mean, yeah, they have enough hitting, like to make it. Um, how confident am I? I don't know how confident <laughs> I am. I guess. I don't even remember. I made some picks like a couple hours ago. I actually might have picked them to make the World Series, but I I don't feel confident about it. Because I feel um, like they have, you have the starters. I mean, to get yeah, it, they definitely to get it done for sure. And they and they have the back end of the bullpen, even without Jesus. That that was a crushing injury, even without Devin Williams. Yeah, like you had some guys like Jake Cousins to. Pretty big steps. Um, Boxberger's okay. He's not great, but I think he'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like they have enough, but how confident can you really be about that lineup against some, yeah. a real front of the rotation guy? And so, like, they're, they're like the kind of team that I'd feel a lot better for them if they could face, like, San Francisco instead of L.A. Yeah. Well, I think like, like maybe hypothetically speaking, it matters less for like the Braves, I guess. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm under. I'm underrating the Braves. I just don't rate them. I feel like they're. <laughs> I, I just don't. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think they're clearly the worst team uh, in the NL left for sure. Yeah. You just never know with baseball, like yeah, absolutely. They get Some, something could happen. Yeah, yeah, they plunk. They get a game one win out of nowhere, and then they're in it for game two, and it's just next thing you know, they're up to nothing, and it's crazy. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing your prediction so, yeah. is Astros Dodgers. I'm gonna predict Astros Brewers, but I don't feel good about. Look it. at you. I'll go to okay. I'll say the same thing. Astros Brewers. I like the I like the Brewers a lot. I kind of wish they added one more bat. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, I do too. Like they play really good. They play good defense. Willie Adams came out of nowhere and started hitting. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I like yeah. that. <laughs> like he literally like got traded and became like the player everyone thought he would be. Like when they originally got him for like David Price all those years ago. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> oh wow! I don't. I didn't remember that. Yeah, I just pulled that out of nowhere. Uh-huh. I remember because I remember because it was such a big thing, and people were like tripping about it. But uh, ultimately, yeah, it'd be fun. It's gonna be a fun playoffs. The playoffs are always fun. Um, do you want to talk about free agency? Maybe a little. Uh, yeah, we can talk a little. I mean, I want to save like some of the talk for maybe like another podcast yeah absolutely later on but but we we can talk a bit um i guess i've been i've been starting well i started a few months ago really uh through a free agent list just basically gonna probably finish either top probably like a top 60 ish or something like that just free agent it's a it's a good class like even when you take away like the legacy players like buster posey's obviously staying Brandon Belt's going to sign with San Francisco. Um, I was thinking Kershaw 
was locked back to LA, but some people are acting like he might go elsewhere. Maybe LA will kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird position for LA just because they're so attractive to other free agents and Kershaw's become like injury prone. So I'm not 100% sure of that, but I still think he's likely back. But then really, and then you have, um, I guess the other thing is Freddie Freeman probably back to Atlanta. So, Are we sure I about mean, that? I hope. I'm pretty sure. I I, th- I think like they have like a basic understanding. Like I I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I mean, I'd more than wouldn't mind him in San Diego. But like, I, I think he's gonna definitely. I think they're gonna resign him. We'll re- um, we'll relitigate this when we we'll have the podcast again once the season's over, but. I just want to. I just. I'm going to throw some questions out to you. I just want your answers. Do you think uh, Carlos Correa gets three hundred million dollars this offseason? No, absolutely not. Do you think Freddie Freeman gets a hundred and fifty? Yeah, yeah. I think about that. Maybe even a little more. Yeah. Do you think there will be more spending or less spending? Do you think there will be not less, more spending or some of the same after we get locked out for like? Six weeks. I think there's going to be more spending just because the quality of the free agent class is better. I, I don't think like. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how to word this, but basically like this year's class is much better than last year's. Like if you had this kind of class in, in like the last few years, I wouldn't expect the spending to be much different than well this year, I guess. I'm with you. So like I think I think this is an excellent class and like I'm gonna have to step away from Twitter when the Mets don't do anything. Like it's I'm so <laughs> they'll do something. They will. I, I, I'm sure. Man, I know I know nobody wants Carlos Curry at their big. We'll talk about it later. We'll we'll talk about it on the future. <laughs> but uh Yeah, it's a good class. Like there's a lot of good arms, even if some of them are like more risky. You have Carlos Rodon, you have um even beyond Max Scherzer, you have Kevin Gossman, Robbie Ray, um, Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, who else? Stroman, you have Noah, of course. So, so it's a good class. Like arms, they're good. Um, position players, obviously, especially a shortstop. Yeah, there's like six the shortstops. Only, yeah, the only thing is like. It's it's a weird thing that matters less, but like last year's pen class was really loaded. This year isn't that good, but out, outside of that, it's like much stronger everywhere, pretty much. How much would you pay Rossiello Iglesias? Man, because he's like the only one. It's like him, like I looked at it yesterday. It was like him, and then I think if you did it by Fangrass War, it's like Colin McHugh is next. Yeah, McHugh is more like a swing guy. Yeah, he's not really. Iglesias is oh I didn't realize he's a free agent so um he's thirty one years old I mean I think four years sixty million is the upper echelon but I'd be fine like but that's the upper I, I think more likely he'll get less years and probably like maybe three forty five three forty somewhere around there yeah what do you think I. I- yeah, I was kind of thinking like three fifty, just because he get he'll get the qualifying offer from Anaheim. I think that'll probably lower it, but then people will realize like he's the best 
He's a quote unquote proven closer. Oof. <laughs> the only thing is like just based on reading the quotes, like like some of the stuff you can tell with players is just like gibberish. They they don't mean what they yeah say. But like with him, he really does seem like he wants to go back to the Angels. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see if he even hits free agency. Rizzo just hit a. Is that a yeah? It's off. Yeah. he rizzo's always been a weird play to me because he hits it so effortlessly but that was that was a good one um yeah i'm trying to wonder if i want to introduce this topic to you now or save it let's do it because we got 28 minutes we'll go full you know maybe 35 40 the athletics are probably the most interesting team to me this offseason because they have so many players sorry who the oakland athletics Oh, okay. They have, I'm just going to go off the top because I was reading this all day. They have Shamanaya, free agent next year. Chris Bassett, free agent next year. Frankie Montez is a free agent in two years. Matt Chapman and Matt Olson are free agents in two years. Then they have Mark Conha hitting free agency. They have Starling Marte hitting free agency. And they have like one other guy. I don't remember. But what do you think? about the Oakland A situation since they are not a spending team they're probably going to make small moves like do you just blow it up now do you consider maybe trying to sign an extension with somebody like what do you think how do you think they should kind of figure that out they've kind of put themselves like in a bad spot and and to be fair to like the baseball operations, it's not really them that put them in a bad spot as much as just like really, really cheap ownership, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like they're on crazy limit. And then you have like owners kind of like, like everyone knows that they want out. And because of that, like it's hurt attendance even more. And like, I feel for the players. I mean, I don't feel, I don't feel like for the owners for not getting the, the fans there like i don't blame fans for not like wanting to go to you know games in that situation um but i mean i do expect like at least one or two of those guys to be moved like i wouldn't be surprised if like they traded sean mania they traded um bassett or i don't think they're gonna trade olsen but they could get a pretty crazy haul for him uh who's the other guy you mentioned who's two years away matt chapman Oh yeah, Chapman. It's kind of like a weird spot because he's like, he's kind of coming off. I think his worst year, so I don't think he's gonna get dealt. But I can see them trading like one or two of the arms. Um, I mean, for for their perspective, like, I mean, I wish they'd spend. Like, just sucks for the fans, but we know how they operate. We know how their ownership is. So, do you think I mean, I do... Billy Bean is there opening day next year? Probably not. I, I think it makes sense for him to move on. Just it seems like there's like some animosity there, I guess, between him and ownership. I don't blame him. He like like the rumors are basically that he really wanted uh Simeon back and that the ownership owners wouldn't even let him um put a qualifying offer to him, which yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, like they didn't I, I said that in the chat the other day that they didn't even qualify him or Hendricks. And it's just like, I understand that you're broke, but you do understand like someone yeah. would 
I don't know. It's just it's just tough to see, and they're like a franchise that's kind of in wait and see mode, right? Like I know the Tampa Bay Rays are trying to move to Montreal, and that's a whole different thing. But like, it really does seem like the A's are gone, and it's just like it's it's terrible from a franchise that's yeah. been really good. Um, we'll talk about them more in depth later. I do want to not later down the line. I do want to talk about some stuff with them, but uh, this was fun. Thirty two. You mean like Billy Bean? Uh, see, I don't think the Mets are getting, I don't think the Mets are getting Billy Bean. <laughs> I asked that in general, I asked that in general just because it certainly seems like he's, he's looking towards other things, maybe soccer, but like, I don't, I don't know. We'll talk about the Mets and Padres. We're going to have a full podcast on that. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about, sir? 32 minutes. It was a nice little spar. Uh... I kind of felt like, um, I don't know. I just wanted to, for the off season, we, I wanted to have like one big pod for that or a couple of big pods. So I guess to save some of that info then. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, so ultimately you're picking the Astros to win it all or the Brewers? I'm going Astros in six. Okay. I'm going Astros in five. Mm. I, mean, I, I think their their lineups just like crazy good, but I guess yeah, actually Astros and Six just because there's they're a bit of rotation questions, but I mean it'll be interesting for sure. You never know baseball. Yeah, it's funny how it's funny how it all works, but uh, yeah. So we'll get some questions next time. We'll probably extend this out, and uh, you guys will have a fuller podcast. But for now, thirty five minutes seems like we're good. Peace. Yeah. Peace. Peace out. Thank you.